0: All right, for those of us who are just listening to the podcast, uh, yes. we're 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 there. We're having a lot of sound issues because yes. we're both recording remotely because right. we're ha- also having a lot of weather issues <laughs> because a hurricane is a-coming or yes. has a-come. Hurricane
1: Hillary is here, and I blame her for the throwing off of the audio that's happening right now because even though earlier today when we were looking out our windows, it didn't look so bad, I was like, I don't want Matt Steele driving across town. Who knows what the freeways are looking like? Let's just record remotely. Let's do this. We're gonna do it live, like Bill O'Reilly said in that awful video. Um, And yeah, (laughs) and we are. I think we're going to do it. We want to make it good and sound like the sound's not going to be as good as you're used to. Please don't hold it against us because we're just here to spread the love. We're all doing our best. Is that not the goal of 2023 at this point? Just do your best. That's what's important.
0: Do your best, and sometimes, well, sometimes your best might not be good enough. (laughs) But you know what? If if we sound like shit, we're still gonna provide you a relatively entertaining
1: show. <laughs> I love that you're aiming for relatively. I think it'll be very entertaining. I believe I'm in incredibly us. Incredibly
0: entertaining. Listen, and if those of you who are watching live, it sounds like crap, like I'll like I don't know, take my top off or okay. something. Okay.
1: Well, Matt Steele will do that. I will not. <laughs> I okay. think we're this we're, is a classy you can do party. It more
0: easily. You're wearing a button down.
1: It's true, but you know, some things are not for public consumption. I'm sorry. I've learned enough from reality shows that you gotta have a firm boundary on what's public and what's private.
0: Ah, oh, Matt Palmer, such a tease.
1: <laughs> I am, Yeah, I'm nothing if not a tease. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning
0: for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos,
1: Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: Hey, everybody! Welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It is Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer, and you are not just Matt Palmer this week. Hmm. You are now to be referred to as Uncle Matt Palmer. <laughs>
1: that is true. The rumors are true, guys. My brother Daniel and his lovely wife Susan just had their first baby, uh, and his name is Matthew Benjamin Palmer. It is very exciting. I, It's obviously named a little after me, also uh, after a friend of Daniel's who passed away. His name was also Matthew. And so the fact that little baby Matthew is in the world makes me so happy. I was receiving pictures from the happy couple the happy new parents all weekend, along with my mom, my mom holding the baby for the first time. And it just was so lovely. It's one of those things where it's like, it makes you think of how long I have known my brother, which obviously it was as long as I have lived. And it's like, now you're a father and like, I know you're going to be amazing at it. And this little boy is just the sweetest and most beautiful thing. I just, I just am really over the moon for them. So happy and Matthew is so happy and healthy. Mom, Susan, happy and healthy. I think it's going to be great. And my mom said the most like grandma thing in the world she's like he cries but only just a little bit and his cry is so cute i'm like has a (laughs) non-grandmother ever thought a baby's cry was cute (laughs) like i don't think so (laughs) so
0: yeah i well to grandparents like like the well and parents too like they're like oh my child is perfect is perfect right grandparents really are like that my grandchild is perfect perfect and faultless and so even that baby's gonna be crying all night and your mom is just gonna be like nope perfect, perfect I love him and that, I bet I could listen to it all day
1: <laughs> I think it must be even more fun to be a grandparent because like you have to do so little as far as like the not fun disciplinarians kind of thing it's like oh I can just send them back to their parents I can you know invite this child over give them things they want and then send them on their way which sounds great to me
0: <laughs> yeah my my, uh, my mama always used to say she would always say, I always wish I had my grandchildren first because they're more fun.
1: (laughs) I mean, were you guys more fun or was it just like she didn't have to do the less fun parts of parenting with you? (laughs) You know? I mean, I consider myself quite fun. (laughs) I know, but your mom is so fun.
0: (laughs) Or was this your dad's Um, mom? This is my mom's mom. Oh, this, is your, oh, yeah. this thing your I, mom is I, so
1: fun. So I mean, I'm sure you're fun too, but like your mom, amazing.
0: Yeah, but well, I'm I'm sure my my dad's mom would agree that <laughs> that we were very fun as well.
1: I'm sure you were fun. We,
0: me, me and my brother and my cousins we are all objectively fun. Okay. And I will say looking at those pictures of that baby, that baby is Cute. i know Like that is a beautiful it baby. is a so congratulations beautiful. to your brother and sister-in-law yes and your your sister-in-law is a like a red, is a redhead right yes she is like sh- like a strawberry blondish scent like absolutely she is. yes and so i'm kind of like oh this this is kind of like what the baby would look like i guess it's like me and you. <laughs> okay let's child. not get
1: crazy i don't know if <laughs> that's exactly what the baby would look like if we had a child i don't know how that would work either um but I, I hadn't thought about that until now. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Guys, stay tuned. <laughs> I don't for you was- don't need to stay tuned. There will be no follow-up <laughs> to this. Uh, but Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yeah.
0: How was your yes. week?: It was very fine. I truly cannot say I did anything interesting <laughs> in the slightest.
1: I love that. Yeah, what did you do? Um, well over the weekend, I went to Balboa, which is an island in Orange County where Jackson's family always goes and vacations for uh, like a week, or a week and a half in the summer. And so I was there over the weekend. And my plan was to get there Friday, like midday, uh, close to the evening time and then leave Sunday morning. But then as Hurricane Hillary was picking up steam, we were hearing more and more about it. I was like, I am nervous to drive in this weather. I don't know what it's going to be like on Sunday at any point. So maybe it'll be better for all involved if I just go home on Saturday night. So that's what I did last night. I drove home. Uh, it was a, about an hour drive and it was like getting to be a little trafficy on the way back here, which was like, I feel like there were a lot of people making the same move, trying to hunker down for Hillary. Um, but then today, at least for the first half of the day, it was very much like the hurricane's here and outside my window. It looked like it was like drizzling like i feel like i realized i don't mean to underestimate it i know hurricane hillary is going to be no joke for a lot of people but just from my perspective from my apartment it looked like oh maybe i could have driven home today but what can one do you know
0: well but i'm glad you didn't you know yes I'm sure your mom is very happy you didn't drive in this weather. I know my mom is very happy you didn't drive in this weather. Good. Because she was yelling at me today. She was like, you better not be going to Matt Palmer's today no. to record this podcast. You better be staying in your apartment. So I'm like, yes, mother, don't worry, I'm here. And
1: look at us. Audio issues are yeah. among us, but we are apart as we should be. Yeah. It's like one of when, yeah. the, when a hurricane happens, it's like one of us has COVID. You know? It's the similar yeah. vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah. The hurricane is just like a, a, a moment of COVID that envelops the two gay Matt's world. <laughs> absolutely absolutely
1: it is yeah
0: and it's crazy this is the first like hurricane that to like affect california in like since 1939 i think it was i
1: know it's been a long time and it's one of those things where it's like we all know that climate change is very real and happening but then to see it happen before our eyes like last month i believe was the hottest month on record worldwide and now this it's just like hmm things are oh and then uh, and then of course i'm
0: just like sitting at my damn kitchen table today yeah with the with the rain, and I'm like, oh, what a peaceful, like, rainy moment. It's crazy that a hurricane is happening. And then I feel my damn table shake because, of course, <laughs> California right. has to have an earthquake in the middle of a goddamn hurricane.
1: <laughs> Which I didn't feel it, but I've heard from both you and Janie, who's in the chat. Hey, Janie. Uh, that it happened, and that is very... Scary. Like, can we not just have one, you know, big disaster? Not disaster, but large weather event at a time here in Los Angeles. We're very, you know, fragile people. We can't handle two things like this at once. Like, I did see a very funny tweet that was like, "In L.A., even um, the natural the natural disasters are double threats or something," and it was amazing. (laughs) So, a plus to whoever tweeted that. I appreciate it very much.
0: You know what? Great things happen in duos, like the Hurricane Hillary and Earthquake, whatever, and the two gay Matt.
1: It's true. It's true. And speaking of us and Twitter, uh, I woke up today and saw so many notifications on my phone when I looked at the uh, two gay Matt's Twitter account. And apparently someone tweeted out just like a minute and a half clip of our almost now 10-year-old Beyonce self-titled reaction video. And I believe right now it's at like... a the uh, little clipped Twitter version of the video is at like 11.3 thousand likes or something. So the fact that this clip of me truly losing my mind and I realized like it just it makes it known how big the moment was and like what I was saying was true and it was nerve wracking and I But it's just still a little embarrassing to see yourself at a 10 and know that that many people have seen you at like your most wild. But I appreciate the love, I guess. I don't know. I have a complicated relationship with that video.
0: <laughs> see, I think it's funny that you find it to be embarrassing to watch yourself at a 10. Whereas me, I find it embarrassing when I am not at a 10. Because <laughs> like, if I am at a nine and a half, I'm just like, I should have tried harder. <laughs> I'm like, I, I I could have done my best and I did not do my best. But
1: I moment. wasn't, I wasn't, it's like I was not in my right mind. You know, like you're looking at a person who's truly spinning out and like whose mind is going a mile a minute. And I realized I, I, what I said is funny, especially I like the parts when I just name the tracks and say these are just words. It is funny. There are parts of it that are funny, but I'm just like, ooh, a lot of people have seen me do this. It's just odd. My, <laughs> my
0: favorite part of the video and like one of my favorite two gay Matt's moments ever is when she... <laughs> she says her line where he's like, Miss, whatever, thank you for whatever. And she goes, thank you. And you just turn to the camera and just go acting. (laughs) I love that you love that so much. I think that's so weird that like uh, that specific
1: moment resonates for you. I have no
0: idea why I find it so funny, but I just love it.
1: Well, I appreciate it, and I think it's cool that it's coming up on the 10-year anniversary. We've discussed possibly actually reacting to the videos from that album for the 10-year anniversary. I think that would be a very fun event to do, so everyone stay tuned for that. Um, But is there anything else we need to discuss before we dive into the news for idiots?
0: You know what? The hurricane could blow us away at any second, so we might as well just (laughs) get the ball rolling now, because who knows how long we'll be here.
1: That's the right attitude. Thank you so much. Um, So... In sad news, because we only want good things for her, Miss Britney Spears has uh, announced officially on her Instagram that she and Sam Ashgari are getting divorced after, I don't know how long they were married, but they were together for six years, maybe were married for like 10 months, something like that. Um, I think it
0: was shorter than 10 months.
1: Do you think it was shorter? Okay, well, yes. I want to
0: say the wedding was in 2023.
1: No, was it? Look I at. Think it could was. you look it up while I'm ta- talking? Because that seems sure. wild to me. But um, okay. there were so much, uh, like there were already so many TMZ stories coming out about this at when it was the news first broke. It was like, oh, did Britney cheat? And has Sam been cheating this entire time? And is, is Sam trying to uh, say that the prenup is null and void? But from the posts that we've seen from Sam and Britney, which of course we can only go by faith. Faith, uh, you know, face value here, but I'm hoping are true. Sam is very much like we were together for six years. Shit happens. I'm like I wish I could ask for privacy, but. I feel like that's ridiculous. So just like be compassionate when we're going through this breakup. It's very sad. Whatever, whatever. And then Brittany posted a similar thing, being like, uh, "I'm not here to explain why, because honestly, it's nobody's business." But I couldn't take the pain anymore, honestly. Uh, and she goes on and on saying, uh, "You are supposed to be loved under unconditionally, not under conditioned." Not under conditions, so I will be as strong as I can and do my best. Actually, I'm doing pretty damn good. Anyways, have a good day, and don't forget to smile. She's been posting videos of herself dancing in her home, herself you know, with some gays over the weekend, herself with a horse. So it seems like Britney's doing well, and from all reports, it seems like their prenups is pretty ironclad. So thanks to Octavia Spencer, who said, make sure you get a prenup (laughs) on the Instagram when either their engagement or their wedding was announced, Uh, it seems like Britney has done just that and that Sam will not be taking uh you know money that is not rightfully his. You know what I mean? Cuz that hap- we've yeah. all saw what happened with Kelly Clarkson and that to me is like worst case scenario for our lovely pop girls to be taken advantage of like that.
0: Yeah, and it's very 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 sad but What's sadder to me right now is the fact that I just looked it up and they got married June of 2022. (laughs) (laughs) I was completely off. I love it. So like the fact that my time barometer (laughs) is fading so quickly, (laughs) I don't know what this says about where I am in my life. Um, because I'm usually like really good at that kind of stuff. Right. Like this, it's just, you know my thoughts, how it stresses me out when time goes by quickly. I think that's um, okay. So you're allowed to that not- That makes
1: me sad. You're allowed to not remember exactly when Britney Spears got married. You know, I think that's sure. okay.
0: <laughs> sure. I, but also I, the discourse around this divorce announcement was mm. insane. Yes. Because at first it was announced like they're getting divorced. And then there were rumors swirling that like he was uh trying to like- Changed the prenup, and right. then there were rumors swirling that he was like trying to blackmail her, right. saying like like I have like it, m- like horribly embarrassing footage uh, that will will wreck her if she doesn't like change the prenup. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Like, what is this guy trying to do? And so for, you know, I would say like a, a 12-hour period, we were all very anti-Sam. Yes. And <laughs> and, then, and then there were rumors that like, well, actually she was physically abusive and gave him oh. a black eye. And then I was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then it comes out probably like 24 hours after all this is going on, that just like, nope, just seems like a regular <laughs> old divorce. Right. <laughs> You know, like no one seems to harbor any horrible will towards each other. Right. Nothing really terrible is going on, other than you know a sad divorce, and so it's like, well, how did it's it's and it's just so sad the fact that like even. After she's out of her conservatorship mm-hmm. and, you know, she the girl can't even get a divorce without, like, crazy rumors <sighs> swirling and right. making things seem way worse than they actually are. Right.
1: And I hope that is the case. I hope that none of these rumors have any credibility and that they don't pop back up and, like, turn out to be true. I could see just with Britney Gets a Divorce, it's very easy to write like this awful thing is going to happen as a result. It seems like a very easy article to write. I am holding out hope that Sam Asghari is not... Kevin Federline when it comes to this divorce and because the way he has treated her even to this day and like the way he and even the rest of the fan, the nuclear family that he has with his wife and the, the kids it's just sad it's just sad because it seems like those kids haven't talked to her in a long time and they've moved to Hawaii it just all of it makes me sad and to have one person even though he might not be in her life romantically like I'd love to see someone interact with Britney Spears and not take advantage of her. Like, that is what I'd love to see. And maybe this will be the first time that happens for her in a long time. So, fingers are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um. So, okay. Apparently, I... Cannot believe this, but um, the former NFL player Michael Ower, subject of the blind side, petitioned a court on Monday with allegations that Sean and Leanne Tui never actually adopted him, instead tricking him into signing a document, making them his concern his conservators and enriching themselves. I have not looked super far into this story other than to say that the conservatorship is obviously very crazy and very scary. The fact that they have gotten so much money off of selling this story and supposedly have been hoarding it for themselves and their biological children and telling him that he was adopted and he never fucking was. It just is like the most diabolical evil shit you could ever hear and it it turns my stomach. It makes me crazy. I hope nothing but like love, light, and happiness. And I hope this man has paid every cent that he should be paid. Because the idea that these parents and even their biological kids have been making money off of his story for this long and he's received nothing, I don't care how much money he made in the NFL. Get like funnel that money to him immediately if this is the case. It's out of control. And when did he find out that he actually wasn't technically adopted? Like, Uh, apparently, he found out February of 2023. So this
0: God, that's so many years of like, like, imagine like being an adult, like a fully functioning adult who had a huge career and 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 then finding out that this you thought you were adopted, but yet you weren't. Like that's that is insane girl. You know, I told you from the beginning, the second I walked out of the theater for the blind side, mm. I was like, this was weird. <laughs> Something about this was weird. I got an icky feeling right. from this story and you know, everyone did a lovely job, but I, I was just like, I, I, I got a very weird feeling in, in how like the movie was told, how it was. I was like, why is this movie focusing on like, why am I? Why do I know more about like his tutor mm. than him? You know, yeah. Um, like, why are we so focused on the parents and uh, his like a, a supposed adopted siblings, right? And his tutor, played by Kathy Bates, <laughs> like, <laughs> m- like, why do I know more about <laughs> these characters than him? Like, it feels like like every even like the movie, it felt like it was just like the whole story. It felt like they were just using this person mm. like for their benefit. It just felt very, very. Very weird. I
1: I almost, Um, I mean, not to give them any money, of course, but part of me wants to rewatch it with this lens because at the time I enjoyed it and I thought Sandra Bullock did a good job. And I'm like, but knowing all of this, like, would it just not turn my stomach? I feel like it would. I just felt like when I was watching it, Sandra Bullock, I was like, this this is every woman in my neighborhood is this person. I thought she did a great job of it, but Mm -hmm. it all... And I must say to those people, obviously, we're all Team Michael Ower in this story. In real life, we only want good things for this man and to be for him to be paid what he deserves to be paid from this story. But also, I must say to the people out there who are like blaming Sandra Bullock or mad at Sandra Bullock, it's like, guys, this woman just lost her partner to ALS and like she's an actress she was hired to tell a story this is Sandra didn't do this like be mad at the real woman and the real family like they're the people who have wronged this person not Sandra
0: (laughs) I feel like the people who were saying that they were mad at her are like either the 11-year-olds on Twitter who don't know how society functions <laughs> and just want to like spout anything and just g- gain any sort of clout online or there are people who are just literally they just want to troll. Right, cuz there's just I f- no one in their right mind <laughs> okay. who is a fully functioning like person could ever think that Sandra Bullock is at all to blame or Guilty of anything in this scenario. She got hired to play a role th- th- in a high-budget movie and everything, and and she you know won an Oscar for it and right. because she did a great job. And so and you know she had a huge moment in 2009. Like Sandra Bullock is to blame for none of this. The woman just lost her goddamn husband. Right. Like, d- d- stop going after her. Like, there is like, stop it. It's, it's not
1: funny. It's not cute. Right. It's just weird. It's weird, and it do- it feels like you don't have proper like. I don't know, like some things, you're you're not thinking things all the way through if that is where you land on like who's to blame in this story. You're just not, you're not with us there. So get there and then we'll talk. Um, So I must discuss a little bit of Vanderpump Rules. You know, I've been jealous that Matt Steele's been getting to talk about uh, Big Brother every week since it's been back and Vanderpump's been off the air but this week things have changed, and truly I wish they hadn't because Rachel Levis, who, which is how Raquel now identifies as Rachel, her birth name, uh, went on to Bethany Frankel's podcast to discuss Scandal and her first interview post that entire thing and i have to tell you to you know much like bethany had not watched vanderpump rules before talking to rachel which is insane to me it's like why people go on these podcasts in which the host very proudly says i don't watch your show and don't get why it's a big deal it's like then shut the fuck up then why are you talking I also didn't listen to the Bethany interview because I couldn't. I was like, I've listened to her recently when she had that sit down with Jill and the way she talks over people when she's interviewing them, how combative she is. Like, this is not an empathetic person. She's just not. But I did get the bullet points. And um, apparently Rachel bounces back and forth from seeming remorseful to being like, well, Ariana and I were never really best friends. Like she were, we were acquaintances who met on the show and then we became friends. It's like, Okay, so you were friends, but not best friends? You think that means you're allowed to sleep with her boyfriend of a decade? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, she is not happy with Bravo, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast or if I just said it in the Discord, but I have a theory, which is becoming more and more confirmed as things go on, that Rachel is a part of this Bethany suit against Bravo and NBC Universal because there was something in those initial articles that were like, they were a part of um, revenge porn being distributed amongst the cast and I felt like that had to do with Rachel's situation with uh, the video that was taken without her consent which she talks about in the interview apparently she said to Tom Sandoval when they were filming that Scandoval episode something about oh you actually filmed me without consent XYZ and as soon as the cameras went down Tom Sandoval flipped out and told the crew like you have to take out what she said there even if it's true like you're trying to ruin me Rachel says that Tom was then offered a producer credit for season 11 of Vanderpump And Bravo has said that he wasn't. So who knows what's true and what's false. But it just is like, I feel like this interview did more harm than good for both of them. Because a lot of people were like, okay, how are you going to sit down with this girl and say, oh, Bravo has been exploiting you. Bravo's been taking advantage of you. How you need to fight them. We need to fight Andy, blah, blah, blah. And then have her on this podcast. There's an hour-long interview that she split up into three parts and every five minutes is an ad. All of this money going directly to Bethany. Rachel's not getting paid a dime for this. So it's like Bethany's saying, it's cool if I exploit you, but Bravo shouldn't. It's like, what is, we've all lost the plot. As much as Bethany had a kernel of credibility and like, yes, reality stars and reality crew members deserve to be paid and deserve to be protected by unions. Like, it's so self-serving. It is, she's monetizing every single thing as much as she's blaming the network for doing it. And then Rachel ending this whole diatribe in which she does not take accountability with, and I'm starting my own podcast. It's like, girl, if you, honestly, I saw a tweet about this, and they were absolutely right. If you were starting your own podcast, this should have been your first podcast episode. Why did you go to talk to Bethany about this? No one's going to tune in to hear you talk about anything else. So what's what was the point of this? I just, I don't get it. I don't get you, it. She, she might have something interesting to say that's not about her scandal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I'd love to hear like what recipes she's trying out. I don't, or, um... I don't
1: know that you do because <laughs> even <laughs> she said my brand is only I'm the mistress now. And it's like, well, I-, I don't know what to tell you. You painted yourself in that into that corner. I worry. I just worry.
0: I mean that could be an interesting podcast, <laughs> like from the perspective of like the mistress, and and she could talk about her favorite, uh, I don't know, cheating scandals of <laughs> in pop culture or something, I, and interview people. I don't know.
1: I just don't feel that she's going to rehabilitate her image by being on mics more often. I feel like if there's anything a Bravo re- uh, celebrity should not do, it's speak in an unedited fashion. Like the way they make these shows is so meticulously edited to make people look like heroes or villains. If people just go on their own merry way, you end up like Stasi or you end up like Bethany where like you can talk yourself into losing people because your true self comes out. It's literally what happened with that guy on uh, fucking Big Brother, who I don't know if anyone was ever rooting for, but keep a camera on and a mic on someone for some like long enough and their true colors will show. Those true colors, not always great. I mean, put a camera on most
0: people, and, they're, and, and uh, they'll and have some gross colors, that show. Hey, you know? but we've had the cameras
1: on us for 10 years, doll, and we're still here.
0: <laughs> that show. Oh, no we're... one's ever seen me uh, when I'm crying in the shower. Those <laughs> are, my, those are yeah. my disgusting colors.
1: No one would be mad about that, though. They'd root for you even in the shower. <laughs>
0: No, I'm sc- I'm cursing everyone's name <laughs> when I'm doing it. I'm just okay. like fuck everyone. Wow, fuck the world. I feel
1: like you have more dramatic showers than most people. I feel like most of your crying's in the shower. I don't know, and you feel like you've acted, you've done performances in the shower.
0: Yeah. Oh well, that's where I do most of my acting is either okay. like in the shower or in the car, and so then I like feel very vulnerable and I get really into it, and yes. so then you know, dramatics happen. Would you rather I do it like in public?
1: I mean, but now you have Travis. You guys could do the scenes together out in the open.
0: No. We only do funny acting when mm, we're together. Okay. The, sad, the dramatic acting is what happens like in the shower or in God. the car or like in front of the bathroom mirror <laughs> as when I'm like flossing my teeth. And I'm like, I should be in bed right now, but I'm spending 30 minutes like reenacting this monologue from, <laughs> uh, uh I don't know, the movie Mass.
1: Oh, what's Mass? I don't know that.
0: Mass. Remember the movie? It came out in 2021. It's the four people. Oh, like, and it was like your, Martha Plimpton and your these, favorite yeah. of the year or one of. It was, number, it was my number four favorite number four. of 2021. Yeah. Got it. Okay. There's a 30, 30 minute sequence where they're just sitting at a table and they don't get up. I love it. <laughs> I love it.
1: I mean, it does sound like a movie you'd like. You love a movie that's basically a play. And that sounds oh, great.
0: <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me.
1: Speaking of disgraced uh, reality stars, Expelled Big Brother contestant Luke Valentine has blamed the conditions of the game on why he said the N-word, which was caught by fans on the show's live feeds. It was after about a week of malnutrition, a week of sleep deprivation. Uh, You don't really take into account the psychological distress of being under studio lighting 24-7. Any feelings on this, Matt Steele? I don't know. I've been stressed
0: before, (laughs) and I... I, I I that word's never flown out of my mouth when I you think, know I'm going through it. It's mm, never flown out of my mouth when I'm crying in the shower.
1: I think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, which is
0: you know the, my most distressed moment. <laughs> and so, I I think he's sort of just sort of coming up with excuses, especially because that moment where you know the N word flew out of his mouth. He it, he he was in a very sort of like lighthearted conversation. Right. It felt it wasn't and like so, a high
1: stress moment.
0: Yeah, I I. I I'm just like, you know, I guess, you know, whatever you you got to say to Like <laughs> 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 I you know, girl, you're trying and yes. you got to do what you got to do, but like I don't really know if anyone's buying this. No, no. Um hopefully you have learned your lesson or will learn your lesson at some point and you go on with your married life. Yes. Um and uh you are no longer in the Big Brother community. Yes. He <laughs> will not be invited to the Big Brother events. I'm
1: shocked anymore. that he's popped up so quickly after being expelled and really trying to I don't know, clear his name or make connections. Like, I would think he would have gone away for a while. No?
0: Oh, well, the the shocking part was, like, his first posts on social media Mm. were, like, funny memes about cheese that people made about him and everything. And he was just like, this is so funny, LOL. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, the first thing you post on social media should be the apology. Hello?
1: This yeah. is like when Tom Sandoval apologized to Tom Schwartz before he apologized to Ariana. <laughs> it's yeah. just, just a mess. We got to get our priorities straight. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know. Well, it's been another week, which means there's been another Donald Trump indictment. <laughs> Did you well, see? Hey. <laughs> we, let's celebrate that. Donald Trump has been indicted in Georgia facing RICO charges for the 2020 election interference. So this is coming out of my home state of Georgia. Um, and among there's a 97 page indictment, which includes a total of 41 counts. Among them, RICO, which is racketeering, influenced and corrupt organization charges, meaning he allegedly engaged in organized crime activity for the purpose of overturning the 2020 presidential election results in Georgia. And um, 41 sure does seem like a lot. I saw that Hillary uh, was on Rachel Maddow to discuss this. Uh, She said, quote, This is a terrible moment for our country to have a former president accused of these terribly important crimes. The only satisfaction may be that the system is working. I, from, again, I'm not a lawyer, but from what I understand, this is probably the first of the indictments that like could have a very real consequence. And like he very, could very really go to jail or prison for this. And that excites me. I gotta say, I want to see this man have a mugshot. I want to see him do a perp walk. Like this is a person I really, truly want the worst for. And if this is the thing that does it, I would love it. And he can't be pardoned for the Rico charges, Jeff reminds us
0: yeah i just think it's so interesting how it, i truly can't tell you what number indictment this is <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just i wake up in the morning and it's like oh another one right anyway um <laughs> because it's just it's become so much at this point right um and the fact that like i'm kind of so unfazed by it is very sad actually <laughs> i know i know it's <laughs> like not, how did we not get here good, but but the fact that there's so many now it's just wild
1: I know I know so fingers crossed that this is the one that you know pulls them under because I'd love that for all of us what do you what do you think the next one's gonna be I don't know we'll have to see next week we'll have to tune in next week week. tune in (laughs) it's gonna be something new Um, did you see that Kiki Palmer is starring in Usher's new uh, music video for Boyfriend and I believe it begins with the line I heard your boyfriend's looking for me (laughs) and this is coming after uh, Kiki Palmer's I guess then boyfriend And it seems like they have now broken up uh, and the father of her baby getting mad at her for essentially like dressing like she's going to a concert and going to a concert (laughs) and like instead of talking to her privately posting on the internet like you're a mom now you shouldn't be wearing that and like being so close to Usher and so it's like I love that they have now collaborated (laughs) so quickly after this happened on a song that's actually very good and um, it's also super innocent like it doesn't seem like any sort of I don't know. It's not like they're in sexual situations with one another, but it's like, yeah, let's capitalize off this because this guy's such a loser. And I just also love the fact that even though we didn't know the breakup happened, apparently it happened essentially as soon as he posted that. And so the fact that Kiki Palmer takes no prisoners in her relationship just gives me more reasons to love her even more.
0: Well, it's wonderful. She dumped him in private, which is how, you know, relationship (laughs) things, even if you're famous, should play out.
1: That's so weird. What a novel idea, Matt I know,
0: wild. (laughs) She took the high road and was just like, you know what? I'm going to have a private discussion with you about this after you publicly shamed me, the mother of your children and the person you were in a relationship (laughs) with. Um, But of course the internet is,
1: of course the internet is still mad at her. How could she do this? This is basically rubbing it in his face, being in this music video xyz oh, and it's like please give the me a people break
0: who are mad about this are probably the same people who are mad about sandra bullock
1: <laughs> i know probably
0: mad at sandra bullock it's like they're not really mad they just want to be mad on social media
1: you're absolutely attention. right the venn diagram of those people is a circle and they're not people we need to involve ourselves with so good for kiki good for usher and bad for that guy whose name i already have forgotten so Goodbye to him. Who
0: was he? Was he an actor? Was he a singer? I think he acted,
1: and I think he's going to continue to try to act. I really don't know. I couldn't tell Well, baby,
0: now the only place he's going to be acting is in his (laughs) shower, just like me. We're going to be acting in the same venue.
1: Yes, you and Kiki's ex-boyfriend have that in common. I think that's really we do, beautiful. We should do
0: a show, like a live show. The two of us in the shower. Uh,
1: I don't really want you linking up with him. Maybe link up with Kiki instead. That'd Listen, be more I gotta exciting.
0: Do, I got to do what I got to do to get an audience here. <laughs> you can't get the audience here at Two Game Ads? Hello? yeah but like this is if you collaborate with him, mm. then like you get his audience as well. This is how
1: show business works girl now, who who 's his audience? <laughs> it feels like it 's small <laughs> it's that small Venn diagram. those are not people I need in my comments <laughs> listen if it 's a small audience i 'll still take that audience
0: <laughs> They need to see my shower acting
1: uh, and everyone does truly. Um, did you see that Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus are both releasing new singles uh, this upcoming friday august twenty fifth Uh, Selena's song is called Single Soon, and Miley's is called Used to Be Young. Uh, And I'm excited for both. Fuck, used to be young? I'm still young. (laughs) I know. I feel like that's going to upset, you know, the people that are our age, which is older, I think, than Miley Cyrus, or at least her age. um, That she, if she's admitting that she's not young anymore, then it's time for us to hang it up. (laughs) I don't know. God damn it.
0: The day Miley Cyrus is not young anymore is... The day none of us are young anymore. I know. and and (laughs) to me, she's still a kid.
1: And that day is Friday. So we have five more days of youth, five good uh, weekdays left uh, to be young. So, you know, I hope you take advantage of it this week after the storm passes.
0: I'm going to live him up. I'm going to dance in the hurricane.
1: (laughs) That'll be really good. That'll be like Gene Kelly. Was he the singing in the rain man?
0: (laughs) He's the singing in the rain man. Good job. You're
1: welcome. I'm sure he'd be thrilled about that. Uh, And also Ariana is celebrating her tenure. Fifteen year? I don't know actually how long the anniversary is was from her first album years. Truly, um, it has to be ten year, right? It's not fifteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not fifteen. You know, like, I realize I realize I got the date wrong for Britney Spears' wedding, but you were way more <laughs> off than I was Look, for that.
1: Look, I, but I, I don't say that I'm good with dates. I don't know what happened yesterday. I don't know how old any child is. That's just not my ministry. Every time, you know, Mariah taught me that time's an illusion. So sure. That's all I have. Um, so yes, apparently she is doing live versions of like five or six songs from that album, uh, including the singles, you know, The Way and Baby I," and I assume right there. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear what that sounds like. Um, but yeah, it seems like, you know, Friday the 25th of August is going to be a big day for anyone who used to be on Nickelodeon or Disney and now has a pop career, which, you know, I guess is niche, but it's still the a big three people who fall into that category are releasing things. And I think that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, right. good for all them. They're uh, all growing up.
1: Absolutely. Aren't we all growing up? Uh Kelly Clarkson Not and, me. <laughs> not you. Everyone but you. Uh Kelly Clarkson has announced the deluxe version of Chemistry comes out September 22nd. It comes with five new bonus tracks. I won't Gid- give up. Did you know You Don't Make Me Cry featuring her daughter River Rose, Goodbye and Roses, and I believe it also comes with um a the live at the Belasco version of Mine and I think that's on streaming and available now. I was disappointed to see that skip this part from the Blasco has still not been released and it's like okay I realize there's got to be a plan to release this concert footage one way or the other but the people need they'll speak this part live as soon as possible like I realize we've been squawking about it since April but like truly if we end the year without this and no Beyonce visuals what the hell are we gonna do (laughs)
0: I know. The thing that I want, though, is I want her having to start over again. I oh. want that in the video.
1: It would be insane for them not to include it. Like, we, the reason people love Kelly is her realness, her emotion. We all saw her singing piece by piece on American Idol. They must include the restart. They must. Yeah. All right, so that's coming. Uh, And apparently NSYNC is reuniting for one new song in the Trolls soundtrack. (laughs) So uh, apparently the, the, which I mean, I guess I should have guessed because I've seen the trailer for the Trolls movie for some reason like 11 fucking times. Like every time I'm at a theater, I guess when I saw Mario and when I saw Little Mermaid and I feel like there was one other thing that I saw, I get the Trolls trailer and like, of course, my brain turns off because I'm not watching that shit. But the whole storyline is apparently, oh, I'm, you know, all of my brothers, our brothers were, were in a band and we haven't talked in a long time, but we're getting the band back together. And apparently the Trolls song that they're doing as a group is actually a new sync song. And to that I say, I hope JC sings lead. I want him to sing. I want him to open the song. I want his ad libs. Justin can have like the pre-chorus or something, but we need JC on the mic because we've had a lot of Justin, right? We need more JC.
0: Okay, well, I don't know who you have to talk to to make that happen. <laughs> I imagine that decision has already been made, especially if the Trolls trailer has been out for as long as you said it's been out since it Super has. Mario. That was like I and I I'm, you know, I I know that's come out like to 2023, but like early 2023, <laughs> right? That was like March.
1: It was it was a while ago. I was definitely okay. earlier in the year. You know, I don't know what month, what day, but it was earlier in the year. Absolutely. I'm sure this has been locked and loaded. I do wonder are they gonna shoot a music video as in sync 2023 for this? Because that'd be very exciting for me.
0: If they were smart, they would. Right. Like people people would watch that.
1: People want the nostalgia. And if they if Justin just admitted to himself that like the solo career has done what it's gonna do, they should have a tour. They need a residency in Vegas. Like this is The new way to make money as a legacy act who was, like, a boy band is, like, people want to see you live. Like, you could charge crazy prices for an NSYNC show with all five of them, and people would go.
0: Yeah, guys, millennials are buying tickets.
1: Exactly, because we're not having babies, and we're not, you know, buying property. We're buying nostalgic concert tickets. This is the time. (laughs) Well, when you and I have our baby, then oh. you're going to
0: have to stop buying all those concert tickets. Because... I, don't, I
1: don't think we need that. <laughs> I don't think we need a 2K Mats baby. I really don't. I apologize if I've given you the wrong impression over the like Zoom tonight. But I don't think that's something that needs to happen. <laughs>
0: But imagine how many people would tune into that live stream of the live birth when I am sitting there with my legs in the stirrup.
1: Remember when we were talking about things that were for the public and things that were for private? You think you giving birth, which I have a lot of questions about that, is something for public consumption? Do you?
0: Listen, I am like, I'm a businesswoman like Bethany. I put it all <laughs> out there. All right. I don't care who I offend. There's. I don't care. I don't care how ridiculous it is. I'm making money off of it. I'm capitalizing off of it. I only have five more days of being young. Okay.
1: <laughs> there is no one that I want you to be less like than Bethany Frankel. <laughs> like, just not her. Not her. Um, In more good gay news, Red, White, and Royal Blue is among Amazon's top three most streamed rom-coms ever. There's possibly going to be a sequel. And when I say, you know, gay news, it's gay because of the content, not because of the actors. But it is an adapt <laughs> and it is very exciting that it's doing very well. It is quite the rom-com. You can see every twist and turn coming from a mile away. But it was a sweet little popcorn watch. And the fact that people are so into it and so, you know, happy to see it and it's so successful, maybe that means more queer art will be made. And that is Always the goal, hopefully with more queer people involved
0: in some meeting roles. Matt Palmer, get out of here. Everyone knows that gays are only allowed to act in the shower.
1: (laughs) I don't think that should be true, though. I want gays acting in front of cameras, you know, on screens, on stages. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. (laughs) But like... Why does it still have to be a dream? Hey, there's that movie coming out with uh, Jonathan Bailey and um, Matt Bomer, where they're like gay people from the 60s or something. What movie is that? What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. They were just on the cover of something. And maybe this is the problem. (laughs) Because I did. I was like, oh, that's great. Scroll. (laughs) That's great. I'm not going to watch it. No.
0: I know know Passages is out now. I need to see that still.
1: Great. I mean, I would. I will watch it. But you know, when I see period peace. I do move to a scroll. <laughs> like, I'm not a period piece girly. There's something for everybody. And I will watch it and support. But, like, I'd love something. That's why, you know, not to get the people all heated. Because whenever I talk about this movie, people get heated. That's why I love Bros so much. I love it in current day. I love that it was comedy for Joke, joke, joke. Those are the kind of things I like. And Devo's is in a similar vein. Available now.
0: Available now, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yes. Um, Okay, let's see. Oh, speaking of Amazon Prime and their queer content, apparently they've canceled a league of their own after giving it a second season renewal. They said that they were just too log jammed for things in 2024. So they've said that they were going to renew this show that was only going to have a four episode second season and then they canceled it. Uh, Mm. these streamers are cruel, just like cruel assholes. Like there's a whole crew of people that were like, great, we can finish this story. We're all going to have this job for however long it takes to make four episodes, which is still kind of bullshit. And then after all that, they get the rug pulled out from underneath them. Disappointing.
0: That's crazy. That like, it's kind of like from the streamers point of view too, because it's just like, you just like threw this money out to like film this thing. And then you're just going to be like, Oh, never mind."
1: I know, I know. It's just like uh, like I don't know. It just feels like do you not think about that when you're canceling something at this point is like I'm really letting down a whole bunch of people that we've promised something good to and this has a following and a fan base. Why not why don't we just give them this and send them on their merry way? Like I, giving shows a happy and deserved final season would be lovely. Right? That would just be great. I mean, that's why I love
0: movies. It's because you go in knowing (laughs) there is going to be an ending.
1: And that's true. You don't get stuck watching uh, that. What's that show you watch and it's still on forever with the the Handmaid's Tale? You don't end up getting duped by Handmaid's Tale.
0: (laughs) I still have to watch season five. I still have never watched season five yet.
1: I got to do it. Is that the final one or is there another one after that?
0: I don't. I think there's going to be another one after that.
1: (sighs) Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, that is some. Do you do you have anything to say about the Maestro trailer? Or teaser?
0: Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs>
1: oh, I, I loved it. I was, I was seeing there was a lot of discussion about, was it Bradley Cooper and his n- nose things like have happened for him? What's, what's going on there? I, again, saw some headlines, didn't know exactly what was happening, but it seemed a little questionable.
0: Yeah, like some people were very upset about uh, the fact that Bradley Cooper is wearing uh, a prosthetic nose and Mm. portraying a Jewish man Mm. who, um, you know, did have a very, you know, distinct nose and there. But there is a history of, you know, um, you know, portraying more so like on stage of like portraying Jewish people, like and like giving like a fake nose and stuff like that, like back in like Shakespearean times, like they would do that. Mm. Um, And so there is like a history of that and everything. So so some people, you know, did not like that. I will say the there are like images online that people are saying, like the nose doesn't even look right or whatever. Mm. And they're just using one still from the movie. I did see where, a weird still. That's where, what I where, where like maybe like the angle in that shot, the nose doesn't look authentic, but guys in the rest of the trailer, the nose looks
1: really great.
0: Like it, it looks very, like it looks like he looks like Leonard Bernstein and
1: everything, but the but trailer the, would it not yeah. have worked if he had used his real nose?
0: Um, I mean, like I still would have seen the movie, and I right. probably still would have, you know, loved it and everything. I mean, it's the same as like, um, I love that Renee Zellweger uh, did her own singing for the Judy movie because mm. it felt like, oh, we're not just trying to do a, a a super 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 authentic Judy Garland impression. We're really just trying to get to the root of the character herself, right? Um, and that, and we are seeing Renee's interpretation of Judy Garland, right. um. But, you know there also would have been people who you know if he hadn't used the nose uh, uh people would have been like he doesn't look anything like Leonard Bernstein and everything mm. so you know it's kind of like you can't win either way right um that being said though the trailer I loved it really I loved it oh my god there is this one shot of just like a, a shadow of him conducting and an opera singer like inside the shadow like mm. like the cinematography looks excellent it looks so well done and yes it's totally Oscar bait I don't <laughs> give a fuck it looks great I will eat that Oscar
1: bait it, is he up. directing it too or is he just acting in it
0: he's directing it oh. and acting in it. yeah okay um so I'm excited I mean like Leonard Bernstein he's an icon a legend we love him uh and so
1: I'm I'm excited to uh I'm excited to see it I don't know I I really I loved the trailer All right. Well, maybe I'll watch it. Who knows? Um, Okay. Good news for me, not for Matt Steele. Duncan is releasing a line of spiked coffees and teas. I love a spiked iced coffee moment. So if anyone from Duncan wants to reach out and offer a sponsorship for me, I will take it for us and I'll just be the only one talking because Matt Steele, that's not his genre, but I'm happy to discuss it. Um, And lastly, I just wanted to say rest in peace to Ron Cephas Jones, Emmy winning This Is Us actor. He has passed away at 66. I am just so sad to hear it. He was so brilliant on This Is Us. And, um, you know, he's obviously had quite the illustrious career. Apparently, uh, he began his career... Um, at the New New Yorkian, oh, I can't say that, uh, Poets Cafe, and his love for the stage was present throughout his entire career, including his recent Tony-nominated Drama Desk Award-winning performance for his role in Clyde's on Broadway, Ron's Inner Beauty, and Soul was evidence to the huge audience from his multi-Emmy award-winning performance on This Is Us. He is survived by his daughter, Jasmine Cephas-Jones, who is famously in Hamilton. It just is sad. 66 is not old. I... And he was so brilliant on This Is Us. And I'm sure he's done a lot of other great work. But I was just sad to see that headline because I loved, loved, loved him on that show. Um, so I recommend we all rewatch it in his honor. Um, Matt Steele. Yeah. Is there any other news for idiots that you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so,
0: guys. We're right. still here. We haven't gotten blown away yet.
1: I love that for us. We'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast.
0: Okay. So now that we're since we're already recording still sort of-ish.
1: Matt Palmer, do you want to give a commercial? I do want to give a commercial. Guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star rating or review. It would mean a lot to us. It helps so many more people find the podcast. And we just want as many people to hear this thing as possible. And if you really love us, make sure to go to Patreon.com slash Two Gay We have been pumping out the bonus content for $5 people and $10 folk. And even above that, you get to request a reaction or review if you're $15 or higher per month. Uh, but we did just have a very fun listening party for the $10 plus patrons in which you listened to Janet Jackson's The Velvet Rope in full. And we laughed, we cried, we enjoyed every second of that iconic album. Uh, but you'll get a lot of bonus videos from us, even if you're just on the $5 tier. So we'd love to see you there. Love to chat with you on the Discord. Give it a watch. Give it a listen. Join us.
0: Give it a watch. And I am also accepting uh,
1: baby gifts, as we <laughs> talked about during the break. I don't know why. There's no baby, but. Yes, but
0: for right now, <laughs> we are on to Email My Heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. And we got a lot of Email My Hearts this week. Um, I love so that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do three, and I'm going to save the others for you know next week or whenever. And so the first one um i'm I'm gonna d- just do it because I guarantee you the subject line sent a a, a chill down Matt Palmer's <laughs> spine when he read it. And it's from The Wonderful Lily. And Lily says, Big Brother segment.' <laughs>
1: It really did. <laughs> You're absolutely right.
0: I'm sure everyone just turned the podcast off right now, and they were just like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it says, hi, Matt
1: Steele. This email is for you.
0: I was wondering if you could add a short segment to your podcast each week to give us an update on the most important events that happen week to week on the se- this seasons of Big Brother. Unfortunately, I don't have three hours plus for more live feeds to dedicate <laughs> to the show as I have quite a few other shows I prefer but do love your segments these past few weeks where you give updates of course I could just read articles but your enthusiasm for the show is so pure and fun to watch so I was hoping you could do this assuming you too would enjoy it Matt Palmer I am also requesting you do this with Vanderpump Rules when that returns as well I really enjoyed your recaps and monologues dedicated to last season of Vanderpump basically just asking for a short little segment of the podcast where you discuss weekly updates of the reality TV shows y'all are watching Thank you for considering my request. This podcast brings me so much joy. And yes, I did give a perfect five star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Lily. Thank you so much, Lily. Um, We sort of discussed this idea when we went on the live and uh the people in the live i believe it was michael in the live chat who was just like oh it should be called two gay minutes <laughs> because i had the idea of like okay we're like we each talk about something that like we know the other one doesn't really care much about <laughs> and and we give our we, it's sort of like a game where we we give we're like we only have two minutes two minutes where we have to spout out as much information as we possibly can. And then once we hit the two minute mark, we're done. And so it could be sort of like a challenge. So I'm open to the idea if Matt Palmer
1: is. I am similarly open to it. So we'll have to see next week how this nets out because we're apart right now. We can't really implement this live on the podcast, but next week, stay tuned for two game minutes because it might be coming.
0: Yeah, and since I don't really have a a Giving Me Moments, I guess this gives me incentive to talk about that during Big Brother (laughs) stuff, during my Giving Me Moments this week, because it was another crazy week. So, (laughs) so well, I'll talk about Big Brother and uh, Giving Me Moments, I guess.
1: Can't wait to hear that.
0: All right. I know you can't (laughs) wait to hear it, baby. I know you are so excited. Uh, So the next email comes from Susan. Susan says, pop music and beloved artists. Hi, Matt. Return emailer here. I was listening to The Pulse on Sirius XM and a question solidified in my brain. What makes an artist one that you will love versus one you are not caring for? I'm going with Matt Palmer, not too fond of maybe Doja Cat as an example or not, fo- of not fond of that popped in for me. But I rocked to Padam Padam and others and knew you would be loving them too. <laughs> oh, here comes an Adele song. Oh my God, lovely. Adele always makes me happy. Maybe that's your answer. It just makes you happy? Um, I love, like, the examples of, like, the internal monologue that Susan gave us. Yeah. Um, uh, P.S., I'm loving all the artists and movies I've learned about because of you both. I impressed my niece by knowing Rina Sawayama, and her
1: sister didn't even know her. Oh, my gosh.
0: Susan, I'm glad that we can introduce you to Rina Sawayama. Your niece has
1: excellent taste. Yes, she absolutely does. And I am trying to think of what... Because it, it's hard when you're listening to so much music, like what makes you fall in love with an artist and what doesn't I feel like obviously sonically for me I'm a melody first person I need the melody to really grab me if the lyrics are good and make sense and don't essentially don't make me be like wait what did you just say then I'm also into it if they're funny or clever if they're like unique to your perspective Um, and production wise I like a lot of things but the melody is what really draws me first and as an artist I like consistency I like artists who know who they are and who stick with their vision even an artist like Beyonce who has evolved sonically so much it feels like her vision remains the same. Like her attention... to detail and like her passion for her art is comes through so clearly in every one of her works. Like artists that I have loved and fallen off of, I feel like are artists that I don't feel them uniquely in some of their works. Like they kind of try to do the Madonna model of like, oh, I'm going to be a new artist every single era. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like, but if it feels like you're chasing a trend more than expressing yourself through music, then I probably am not going to connect with you as an artist long term, I think.
0: Yeah, I always say this about actors. I'm going to talk about actors because, um, you know, sometimes I, I do acting in the shower. And, <laughs> yes. And so what connects me to an actor is sort of like if I always gravitate towards an actor if I feel like I kind of know that person through watching their performance. Yes. Like everyone talks a lot about like, oh, well, when you're an actor, you're supposed to become all these different people and everything. And I'm like, yeah, like ish like i can understand that perspective but to me acting is more so like you are tapping into something within yourself like mm. telling taught, like expressing a different version of yourself and so if i feel like i can real if, if i feel like i like I amy adams i feel like if i were to bump into amy adams on the street and talk to her for 10 minutes i would i wouldn't really be surprised by what i You know experience because i i think amy adams is such a talented actress because i feel like i i kind of get who she is as a person through her performances even though she's playing a huge like vast array of different types of people uh, i feel like still everything intrinsically comes from her totally you know and so it's sort of like a hard thing to describe but like you know it when you see it you know you know when someone is like like expressing themselves authentically I think it's what Um, it is
1: for both of us it's like the authentic authenticity is what really is the driving force of like being a fan of that person so it seems like there's a lot of similarities between acting and performing as an artist uh, I know I I love it when we agree Matt I know it doesn't always happen but it Uh, happens today we're we're gonna make such good fathers
0: together Uh, anyway (laughs) (laughs) uh so this next email is very very personal and so we're not going to say the name Mm -hmm. um uh and so the email reads this is a very dark story so i'm sorry my dad had an affair with my mom like eight years ago. Since then, we've seen him once, and it was at my grandmother's funeral, and he completely ignored us. He passed away this Tuesday via via his new wife's instructions through my grandfather. She would like for us not to attend. This is the woman he was having the affair with. My dad has treated us terribly. Based on the fuel of old memories, should we just go or just leave it alone? My sisters are leaning towards yes, as I'm leaning more towards no. We never did anything to him. Thank Thank you. Uh first of all, I am so so sorry for for your loss, even though you were estranged from your father. Still yes. that's such a hard thing to experience, especially, you know, because you didn't uh get to see him in his last year. So I'm 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 really, really sorry for your loss and for your family's loss. Um this is very, very hard. I mean right. I am always one to be like, no, like even if things might be tough, try your best to make amends with your family. Try to see your family and everything. Um, however, because of the setting of this, like because it's a funeral and it's already a a, um, a location that is filled with a lot of emotion, I don't know if it would be the best thing to you know just show up and to create you know tension in an already like, upsetting environment. Um, I would say, cause I, I wouldn't even know like what I would want to do in this situation. I would right. say, um, I would say talk to your grandfather because this person heard that the, um, new wife did not want them at the funeral through their grandfather. I would say, talk to your grandfather and, 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 if If you do maybe want to or if your sister, I believe you said your sisters want to go. maybe your sisters can talk to your grandfather and and try to see if your grandfather can vouch for them, that they should be um allowed to go to this funeral. Uh, if if they do, you know, really want to go. Um, if you don't want to go, then you absolutely don't have to. But if right. your sisters want to go, then i would I would suggest to them to reach out to your grandfather and see if your grandfather can vouch for. For them, because I think your grandfather should stand up for for all of you because you are, you know, his grandchildren. Right. Yeah. Um, To me, I feel
1: like there's. It's being said, uh, Janie in the chat is saying that there's no right or wrong way to handle the situation, and you. we hope that you give yourself grace, and I cannot agree with that more. I feel like at this point, um, you have to prioritize what's going to make yourself feel good and feel like at peace, uh, because grief is always complex, but I think your situation specifically is an added layer of complexity around your grief, and so there are no wrong answers here. If you feel like going and paying your respects and if there's a way to have it not turn into a scene, ideally, if you think that's good for you, then that's the choice you have to make. If you would rather find your own way of, you know, celebrating his life or commemorating him, that is also completely your decision. I think it's important that you put your wants and needs first here over even, you know, members of your family that you were estranged from are estranged from. It's, about next steps for you and how you process this in the healthiest way and only you can really make that choice and but just know that anyone's judgment of what you choose to do is in my opinion not valid you get to make the choice for yourself you've been dealt a pretty tough hand and however you choose to deal with it like i believe your gut will tell you the right way and will tell you um, you know, what's going to bring you the most solace at the end of the day and that's what you need to be prioritizing over like the wants and needs of people who are not seemingly in your life on a regular basis so it's really your decision and you've got to do what's best for you.
0: Yeah, I and I agree like to emphasize like there is no right or wrong answer.
1: Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Just I'm just that. sorry to hear it. I know that this is so hard but we believe you're going to make it through we are very much on your side and, and only want good things for you and so know that you have a whole world of people that only want good things for you and that should be your priority as well yeah i
0: agree all right okay
1: is that was that the last one i that, that was the last one oh, yeah, i'm my gonna goodness. save the
0: rest i'm gonna save the rest for uh next week
1: got it so matt Steele. yeah do you want to try <laughs> two gay minutes <laughs>
0: uh- Oh Lord, in two minutes. I don't know if I can do two minutes. I know. Well, well, well this is giving me moments. So this you know, is giving me moments. Hours. I mean yeah. it's
1: giving me moments. Okay, sure. We won't I won't start the we, timer, but just yeah, know that I can. could.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just know you can like, t- like close the laptop whenever you decide <laughs> yes. to do so. Um so guys, for three weeks in a row, Big Brother has given us the most fun and messy feeds the the fact that there is a dominant alliance made up of two women over the age of 50 and a lesbian flautist is the most amazing like speaking like, flautist fact that they're <laughs> it's the most amazing thing i've ever seen and they are just they are just ruling that house everyone is trying to align with them and they are are vi- they, they are thinking they are thinking they are thinking and they are driving themselves insane because they are overthinking every situation and running through every single scenario and like like one second they're like okay we're definitely doing this we're definitely doing this we're definitely doing this and then an hour later they'll completely flip that idea on its head <laughs> and just go with they're like we have to do this completely other idea and and But in that hour, they already have convinced the entire house that they need to do this one thing. And so when they change their minds, they have to, like, reconvince the rest of the house that, like, no, we need to change it. It's it's so messy. It's so chaotic. Right now, spoiler alert, they are planning on uh, backdooring. This guy, Hysum, who is he's the gay member of the house and he was the head of household last week. And he he's such a great villain because he's still very likable. He's just kind of like a little annoying <laughs> and like <laughs> and just like a little like super serious about things. And so people are like, that's it. We're done with him. We need to get him out. And so they're planning on backdooring him this week, which is going to create a lot of drama, which I'm really, really excited about. The funniest thing about this week though is there is a young man named Corey who's like he's like the little nerdy archetype in the house because he's a huge big brother super fan. And he was he was essentially telling Siri, who who is the famous survivor contestant. Mm-hmm. He was essentially telling her, like, okay, yeah, so there are, you know, there's two dominant alliances, like two dominant sides of the house. And he's like, but you know, it's sort of, you know, I'm I'm having conversations with a bunch of people who feel like they're in the middle and it's really, it's really funny, you know, and um, And he made a joke saying like, oh, there's basically an alliance called the middlemen, which involves like Bowie and like Red and listing these names and also me. And he was completely joking. There is okay. no alliance called the middlemen. But also there is a, a woman in the house who goes by Mimi. Her name is Cole but everyone calls her Mimi. Okay. So Corey, when he said and me. Sari interpreted that as one, there is a real Alliance called with this name. And also Mimi is in this Alliance, mm. not Corey. And so immediately Sari was just like, Oh my God, we have to go after Mimi because she is in this Alliance called the Middlemen. And so for days she has been thinking that there is an Alliance run by Mimi who hasn't done absolutely nothing. And she just thinks this just because Corey made this like <laughs> innocuous joke. And, uh, and so that's, like, really funny. There's also Ceri's son, Jared, is in the house, and he is, has a showmance with this girl, Blue, and, like, that's a whole mess in itself because he he's just, you know, being young and dumb, but also <laughs> he's, like, dropping hints to her that he's, like, I have a secret that I'm keeping, but I, I can't tell you. Oh, my God. You. And Blue is like, what is it? And he's like, oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. So that already makes her suspicious. And then he's like, they're talking about like their families and everything. And he's like, oh, I, I can't tell you too much about my family because then I'll be revealing too much. Oh, my God. Like, gosh. essentially insinuating I have a family member in the fucking house. Exactly. And so so, he, so, he's being sloppy. Like, Sari and Felicia and Izzy are being super sloppy. Like, everyone is just being sloppy. Everyone is confused. It's really really fun but the thing that gave me the moment this week okay a little bit of history season six okay years 2000 <laughs> this year is 2005 so this is almost two decades ago two gay minutes there is were, gonna be tough for you <laughs> you know <laughs> what <laughs> I, i'm doing but two gay minutes i'm gonna be have it like written on my phone and i'm just gonna spout it out this okay is tough. okay but the thing that gave me the moment was back in season six, which was almost 20 years ago, there was a famous competition, a head of household competition called the pressure cooker, which is essentially everyone was in the backyard in a glass box and they had to hold down a button. And mm-hmm. whoever let go of the button last became the head of household. And the competition lasted like 14 hours, (laughs) and so they and it like it included like the the most famous like backstabbing in the show's history. Like Mm. it was just an amazing competition that led to the most amazing week. So for decades, everyone has been like, we need to we need the pressure cooker back. We need the pressure cooker back. And the producer Allison Grodner has actively said we are never doing the pressure cooker again because it it's a competition that takes too long Mm. and we don't have enough time to edit the next episode when a competition takes that long, but people were still begging for it. Well, they announced at the live show this week, Julie Chen said, like a picture of the pressure cooker from 20 years ago just popped up. And Julie Chen was just like, and next week's HOH competition will be a classic competition that the fans have been clamoring for, for two decades. (laughs) And when I tell you, it was one o'clock in the morning when I was watching this episode and I stood up on my couch and screamed. <laughs> I was so excited. And I realized it's the stupidest thing to get excited about. But I'm I was thrilled. I was so thrilled. I can't wait to turn on those live feeds and watch them standing there in a glass house holding down a damn button and how and long is this gonna trying- take? Like how long is the game? I have no clue. I guarantee you there will be more. Uh, it's basically a who wants it more competition. Right. Um, so they could be there in there forever. Um, but I guarantee you they there will be more obstacles in there that will prevent it from being 14 hours again. Um, so it probably it probably won't be as good as it was 20 years ago. But whatever. I'm still very excited for it.
1: Well, I'm excited for that to happen for you. I'm sad for your neighbors that you screamed at 1 a.m. <laughs> in your apartment. <laughs> but they'll hopefully they do not hear it. that. They will get over it. And I feel like luckily for all involved, I don't have a big Give Me Moments this week. I haven't done any, like I haven't really like, consumed enough content to really discuss it. I can say I've begun the new season of Only Murders in the Building, and I'm excited about that. I did fall asleep during the latest episode in which Meryl, spoiler alert, sings that's up at a point, I believe, but that was because we were watching it, and I was in bed, and it was like already midnight, and so that's when one tends to doze off. So I will watch it, but I am enjoying the episode so far. Excited for that. I also played uh, another Sonic game, Sonic Mania, which I had already beaten before, but I wanted to replay it, and replaying it was so fun. It's like a 2D scroller. It's not trying to be anything too fancy. It's essentially like an updated version of like the Sonic games we grew up with that were on the Genesis, a side scroller. And Sonic is just great and brings me a lot of joy. Uh, and also, I just wanted to give a shout out to the $10 patrons again and above. We listened to that Velvet Rope album all together and it just was so fun revisiting the album with a bunch of people, listening to these songs that are so incredibly excellent and ahead of their time. And also, just like introducing the album to some people who had never even heard heard it before i'm telling you the Patreon's the place to be it's a lot of fun over there and that was the first iconic album listening party that we had done that was Patreon only and i can't wait to do it again in a couple of months so
0: i know and if you want to uh have a say in what the next uh live like listening party for an iconic album is
1: yes you can you can, can vote you can vote there will be a vote we, we haven't be... decided yeah. on the finalists for the next round of that but it's gonna happen so everyone you know watch your p's and q's watch your patreon app because the poll is gonna be up sooner than you know it
0: Yeah, and don't worry, they're all going to be iconic albums. Of course, so of course we're not going to. We we did joke around saying like we should have a a list of like really really terrible albums (laughs) and do a a listening party of like really awful albums for one of the rounds. Right, but who would be really fun?
1: Who is that fun for though? (laughs) Like (laughs) truly,
0: I don't know. I think it would be fun to listen to the entirety of like Miley Cyrus and her dead pets with a group of friends.
1: (laughs) I don't need it. I don't need it. But guys. This has been so incredibly fun. I'm so glad we made this work despite the audio issues, despite being a part, but despite Hurricane Hillary trying to thwart us. We made it through the rain reference. Uh, so Matt Steele, is there anything else you need to tell the people before we sign off the podcast?
0: I don't think so. We got to go. I'm very tired. Yes. Because I'm
1: very pregnant right now. Okay. Well, he's not, <laughs> but thank you guys so <laughs> much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more 2K Matt's podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>